Hey everybody and welcome back to the Call for Freedom podcast on this Friday after Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving, spending time with family and thanking the Lord for all of your blessings. Um, In our last episode, we talked about the preparations for the temple. Now, I wanted to record this episode on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, but I've been having a hard time getting through this chapter because I've been sick the last few days and it hasn't really gone to plan, so I'm going to try my best to get through it this time. Um, Yeah, so let's get right into it. Solomon builds the temple. In the 418th year, after the people of Israel came out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month, he began to build the house of the Lord. The house that King Solomon built for the Lord was 60 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. The vestibule in front of the nave was of the house was 20 cubits long, equal to the width of the house, and 10 cubits deep in front of the house. And he made for the house windows with recessed frames. He also built a structure. Against the wall of the house running around the walls of the house, both the nave and the inner sanctuary. And he made side chambers all around. The lowest story was five cubits. Five cubits broad, the middle one was six cubits broad, and the third was seven cubits broad. For around the outside of the temple he made offsets on the wall, in order that the supporting beams should not be inserted into the walls of the house. When the house was built, it was with stone prepared at the quarry, so that neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron was heard in the house while it was being built. The entrance for the lowest story on the south side of the house, and one went up by stairs to the middle story, and from the middle story to the third. So he built the house and finished it, and he made the ceiling of the house of beams and planks of cedar, He built the structure against the whole house five cubits high, and it was joined to the house with timbers of cedar. Now the word of the Lord came to Solomon, Concerning this house that you are building, if you will walk in my statutes and obey my rules, and keep all my commandments and walk in them, then I will establish my word with you, which I spoke to David your father. And I will dwell among the children of Israel and will not forsake my people Israel. So Solomon built the house and finished it. He lined the walls of the house on the inside with boards of cedar. From the floor of the house to the walls of the ceiling, he covered them on the inside with wood, and he covered the floor of the house with boards of cypress. He built 20 cubits of the rear of the house with boards of cedar from the floor to the walls. And he built this within as an inner sanctuary, as the most holy place. 
The house that is the nave in front of the inner sanctuary was 40 cubits long. The cedar within the house was carved in the form of gourds and open flowers. All was cedar, no stone was seen. The inner sanctuary he prepared in the most, the innermost part of the house to set there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. The inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 20 cubits high, and he overlaid it with pure gold. He also overlaid an altar of cedar, and Solomon overlaid the inside of the house with pure gold. And he drew chains of gold across in front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. And he overlaid the whole house with gold until all the house was finished. Also the whole altar that belonged to the inner sanctuary he overlaid with gold. In the inner sanctuary he made two cherubim of olive wood, each ten cubits high. Five cubits was the length of one wing of the cherub and five cubits the length of the other wing of the cherub. It was ten cubits from tip to of one wing to the tip of the other. The other cherub also measured ten cubits. Both cherubim had the same measure and the same form. The height of one cherub was ten cubits, and so was that of the other cherub. He put the cherubim in the innermost part of the house, and the wings of the cherubim were spread out so that a wing of one touched the one wall, and a wing of the other cherub touched the other wall. Their, their other wings touched each other in the middle of the house, and he overlaid the cherubim with gold. Around all the walls of the house he carved engraved figures of cherubim and palm trees and open flowers. In the inner and outer rooms, the floor of the house he overlaid with gold in the inner and outer rooms. For the entrance to the inner sanctuary, he made doors of olive wood. The lintel and the doorpost were five-sided. He covered the two doors of olive wood with carvings of cherubim, palm trees, and open flowers. He overlaid them with gold and spread gold on the cherubim and on the palm trees. So also he made for the entrance of the nave doorposts of olive wood in the form of a square and two door posts or two doors of cypress wood. The two leaves of the one door were folding and the, and the two leaves of the other door were folding. On them he carved cherubim and palm trees and open flowers and he overlaid them with gold, evenly applied on the carved work. He built the inner court with three courses of cut stone and one course of cedar beams. In the fourth year of the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv, and in the eleventh year, in the month of Bul, which is the eighth month, the house was finished in all its parts, and according to all its specifications, he was seven years in building it. Now I want you to keep in mind that last verse. Notice how he said that it was seven years in completing it. Well, seven years is God's number of completion. 
So if if anybody who listens to this episode doesn't understand the number seven, that's why. But I want to read a commentary from Matthew Henry. Because so far, I haven't found any other commentaries that are very good. Um, But Matthew Henry lays this out really well. In 1 Kings, verse 1 through 10, the first 10 verses, the temple is called the house of the Lord because it was directed and modeled by him and was to be employed in his service. This gave it the beauty of holiness, that it was the house of the Lord, which was far beyond all other beauties. It was to be the temple of God of peace. Therefore, no iron tool must be heard. Quietness and silence suit and help religious exercises. God's work should be done with much care and little noise. Clamor and violence often hinder, but never further work of God. Thus the kingdom of God in the heart of man grows up in silence, which is found in Mark 5, verse 27. Verse 11 through 14. None employ themselves for God without having his eye upon them. But God plainly lets Solomon know that all the charge for building this temple would neither excuse from obedience of the law of God nor shelter from his judgments in case of disobedience. If you remember when God told Solomon that if you stand by my statutes and follow my commandments, he will never forsake his children of Israel. Verse 15 through 38 which finishes the chapter, we see what type uh, see what was typified by this temple. First off, Christ is the true temple. Now, this is where Matthew Henry starts talking about parallels, right? He starts diving more into the Newer Testament. Christ is the true temple. In him dwells all fullness of the Godhead. In him meet all God's spiritual Israel. Through him we have access with confidence to God. The second point is, every believer is a living temple in whom the Spirit of God dwells, which the Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 3.16. This living temple is built upon Christ and its foundation and will be perfect in due time. The gospel church is the mystical temple. It grows to a holy temple in the Lord, enriched and beautified with the gifts and graces of the Spirit. This temple is built firm upon a rock. And heaven is the everlasting temple. There the church will be fixed. All that shall be stones in that building must in the present state of preparation be fitted and made ready for it. Let sinners come to Jesus as the living foundation, that they may be built on him, a part of this spiritual house 
and consecrated in body and soul to the glory of God. I, I think that's the, the best commentary that I can find on this. Matthew Henry talks about the parallels of Jesus being dwelling in us and he is the true temple, right? Like we are the temple and his spirit dwells in us. And he talks about the physical church and then he talks about how heaven is the everlasting temple. I want to finish this off with a prayer and I hope to see you guys back on Monday. Again, this episode has been pretty tough for me to get through considering I've been dealing with a lot of congestion lately. But Lord God, thank you for all that you give me every day. And thank you that I may communicate my most intimate wants and needs to you. That at any time, any place, I pray I may be more like your son, our Savior Jesus Christ. In whose name I pray. Amen.